Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. Sometimes you come to the show and you just have this whole plan in your head about we're, we're off for two weeks and I got so much I want to get off my chest. And yet I come in, the Cavs are on a, a network that everyone can, mostly everyone can watch on tonight because they're on national television taking on the Giannis Antetokounmpo-less Bucks. Yes, I said that right. You get the name right. People, enough people I'm say, impressed, actually. <laughs> enough people say it for you to continue to get it right. And they're up 20 points in the first quarter. And basketball is, is back. And, and while I hate that football season is over, I don't know. I kind of feel okay the football season is over at the same time. A lot to get into right here on The Voice of Land. I am Kevin Arnold. He is always positive, Jay. Of course, our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tellup. On the other side of that proverbial glass, we do have the game on off camera, off in the corner there. Peter's son, Jacob, watching it, keeping us up to date on it. I have to act like I'm actually looking at Jay and I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at the camera. So if my eyes go this way, I'm watching basketball. Don't worry. Don't adjust your... Don't you know, worry. <laughs> I know where the camera is. I'm looking right at it right now. I'm looking right into all of our loyal listeners and viewers each and every single week here on The Voice of Lamb. Of course, we've got to thank Big Play Network. Proud to be a part of the Big Play Sports Network family. LPV Productions, we are partnered with. And always thank and always shout out our friends over at Vector Tentacle. They'll get the right person in the right job the first time. We truly mean that. Plenty of jobs, always. Even through the snow, they're putting the signs out in front of their building, the one closest to me in Willoughby, offices over there in Willoughby. Um, plenty of signs, plenty of jobs, always available. So if you're looking to make a change, reach out to our friends at Vector Technical. More information to come on them during our commercial breaks tonight. But we do it to start with, I guess, the bad. And, Jay, I said that to you before the show started as we were kind of going through what we're going to talk about tonight. And you're like, what's bad? And... I feel like we do differ in opinion on this, but the disadvantage to when our show is, I mean, we haven't talked for two weeks now, but we there's also four days removed, four or five days, because they played on Saturday, not even, not even Sunday. Mm-hmm. So there's been plenty of time to digest, take in everything, news broke today. Yeah, we- this show would be much different if it was literally the next day, because I was, I probably would have been more where you're at. And we'll get into the news that, that broke today. You know, how much of it is actually news or how much of it is being blown out of proportion. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Cavs um, up 28 to 11 in the first quarter on the Bucks. Bucks making a little bit of a run, but hey, NBA teams always do. And the great equalizer in the NBA is a three point shot. We'll talk about the Bucks, the Cavs, Cavs shooting a lot of threes lately. We'll talk about all that. And Jay brought a fun topic to the table. And we're going to try to get out of here within 60 minutes tonight because. We have some friends of ours that are coming in to, they're starting to get their own podcast going. This this studio space. Well, the big Peter, pl- what are, yeah, tell us about this new show, Peter. Oh, so the new show is the Side Hustle with Kyle Cornell and Double A, Anthony Alford, and uh, it is a wrestling centric 
uh, podcast. So they're basically talking. So they better w- have Kevin on WWE, AEW, and I mean, at some point, yes, it I, was. T- yeah, t- tonight's first... one of those nights where, uh, like, as soon as the show ends, I gotta you know get in the car and go be go be dad. Yeah. Know? So we basically uh, last last week we were off because I had a work commitment, and so I came in actually Thursday night, and we recorded Thursday night, and I want to say it was almost an hour and a half. That we that we recorded. We we kind of it was a more. It's not a live show. It's you know live switch and they'll cut it up. But it's pretty much we start and just go to the end. And uh, it was entertaining. I'm not a, I'm not a huge wrestling guy. I mean my wrestling stuff ended like late. Same 80s. with me, pretty much. You know, Hulk I had a Ho- stint with in the late nineties, yeah, and early two thousand. Like Hulk Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, Mister T. You know, I was a kid of the eighties, so. That was what I grew up with. So, you know, the Iron Sheik, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I'm not familiar with all the storylines, but these, but Double A and Kyle really know like all the storylines. And it was, uh, I, I was entertained just sitting here listening to it. So hopefully we'll, you know, they'll get a lot of traction and a lot of fans. It sounds like. Well, they already have a fan in me there because you go. I will tell you, I, un- I completely understand. And they probably felt like the hour and a half flew by and like they didn't talk enough because as much as that is a very specific topic and we do different topics in each segment or we have to split up Browns when there's so much going on or Cavs, we have to split it up between two segments. The way our show is set up, like WWE is a very specific thing that that podcasts are a real thing for professional wrestling, not just WWE, but there's AEW. There's now TNA, which, you know, TNA was a thing, then it became Impact. Now it's back to the old school TNA that uh, brought you, that had people like Bobby Lashley and AJ AJ Styles at one point, Samoa Joe, some of these big names that have gone to WWE and gone back out to the indie scene. There's all of the indies that are out there. And pro wrestling is probably, you know, it's probably has its, you know, its biggest following that it's, that it's had in a, in a long time. But... I could talk with them for, and hopefully I do get a chance to talk to them a little bit because, listen, this is the time of year especially. Now, into April, into the beginning of April, and even through the summer, when you get to SummerSlam. Now, as a pro wrestling fan, I think every pay-per-view is important. Every show is important, if I can watch it, things like that. But there, trust me, there are lulls in everybody's season. You have that big event. WrestleMania is the big event for WWE. We're about to enter, truly enter WrestleMania season because at the end of this month, it is the Royal Rumble where 30 men, 30 women enter. One, you know, They start with two in the ring, then one comes out at a time, so you have 30, and you got to get everybody over the top rope except for one last standing person, and they get to point to the WrestleMania sign and say, I'm going to WrestleMania, I'm Headline Does Ric Flair have the, the record for being in the longest or something? No. He uh, used to, though. The, the, there was actually a guy that broke it last year. He started as the number one and stayed in until the, uh, he was the last person eliminated. He goes by Gunther. He's changed his name from Walter to Gunther. He's kind of, I think he's Gunther? Like, uh, Gunther, yeah. I think he's, they made someone named Gunther beat that. Ro- no, man. You got to have someone awesome to ask. Could be, I, uh, trust me, this dude is is awesome. Like, 
he's a heel right now, which means he's the bad guy. For those that don't know the terminology of pro wrestling, look, I don't want to talk Browns as much as as much as anybody. So this is fine that we're getting off the beaten path already to start the show. But Ginther. he had like this is this is the the a type of guy that. You know, he was a bigger guy to start out his career. He has, like, remade his body. He's remade who he is. He's gone through all of, like, the acting courses and all of that stuff. So that you be- you believe everything, not that it's, again, I hate when people use the word fake, not because, not like, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but someone on a, in the halls of a, a late show, maybe it was Rowdy Roddy Piper, smacked a guy for calling it fake back in the 80s, 70s oh, or 80s. I would like, say to one of those guys. Yeah, fake would like really get under these guy, guys and girls' skin. And I think it still does, but not as much because everybody understands it's it's choreographed athleticism. Yeah, it's there's there's a storyline to it. Yeah, it's actual television. Have, yeah, it's a, it's a soap opera at the same time that it's an acrobatic act. It's yeah, those a, guys can get really hurt too. I, I mean, a girl just tore like on these like live shows you don't see on TV. A girl just tore ACL and she's out for more than a year. Yeah, because like the stunts that they are doing, like they are the stunt men for them, stunt men and women for themselves. And those mats that you think that they're landing on are not as soft as people think that they are. There's like wood planks underneath those things. And at the end of the first quarter, Milwaukee does come back. So 32-22 Cleveland with their second unit in does not uh, does not keep the energy up. You know, it's going to be a tough game even without Giannis in there. Milwaukee's a good team. They pick and choose moments of quarters, of games, game to game, when they want to play and when they don't. And I think that's why people are still questioning how real they are in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk about that more. About five minutes left in this segment. I think that's enough time to divulge our thoughts on this Browns game. I'm sure we lost a lot of viewers because we started talking about pro wrestling or maybe gained some new ones. That's great. One way or the other. You can comment on Facebook at Voice of Land. You can comment on Twitter at VTL underscore pod. And on YouTube, we have it live there at Voice of the Land podcast as well. Try to get to your comments as we go through. If you do comment down below of the live stream, Jay, I know you don't. It doesn't really affect you right now. I guess because I haven't had a chance to really let it out. Let it out. And I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to sit here whine and cry and yell. I understand the situation. What I think what really got me going was after the game and like within the 24 hours 24 to 48 hours after the moral victory parade that went on through social media through microphones well this team went through four quarterbacks and they went through all these injuries we've talked about that all year why that why it upsets me the way this team went out like i can take it i could probably have taken it much easier gotten through that 24-hour hurt if this team would have gone back and forth, would have been a shootout or the defense, both defenses making plays and both offenses making plays, as I thought it would be. But you got your doors blown off. With a lot of the guys that have been on their pedestal saying, we are the best defense in the league. We're the best in the world. We're the best of all time. They started reading those press clippings again. And C.J. Stroud lit them up. They lit Jim Schwartz up. See, you're, I don't think it was about reading press clippings or getting a hold of themselves. I honestly, God, 
and just chalking this one up is I've watched so many football games. Sometimes people just call great games against you. And dude, we could play them next week and probably beat them. And then the following week, it would be a close game. And maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you, they were just calling a mate. Like, their offense coordinator had a set plan that was just way better than Jim Schwartz. They used their over-aggressiveness, against, our over-aggressiveness against our corners with double moves left and right. They knew how to beat us. Like, they were just ready for us, I felt like. And it just happens. Like, it, it sucks that you lose like that. And people are like, oh, it's embarrassing. I'm like, I'm not embarrassed. I didn't play. Why would you be embarrassed? Like, you didn't play. I I understand, but it's it's embarrassing to see that. And it's, like again, it's the things that happened, especially on the back end. These, like, pointing fingers, guys missing assignments in what was supposed to be a more aggressive back end, defensive backfield. Miles Garrett really a no-show in the game. The defensive line that we were – we had seen be ferocious, and I, I understand that they were different on the road. But I thought they exercised all those demons when they went to Houston the first time. While it wasn't against C.J. Stroud and the two pass ru- big-time pass rushers that the Houston Texans have, they had different players out on the field. I thought they exercised the demons of we're not the same defense on the road when they went to Houston the first time and did what they were supposed to do against a backup quarterback. A backup quarterback that they knew, some of these players knew, because Case Keenum was here in Cleveland before. It was just, an to me, it was an embarrassment, and I know we disagree, and that's totally fine. I understand where you're coming from. I just, I'm over the moral victories. I understand the situation that they were up against, and Kevin, and they deserve a lot of credit and we had a lot of fun this season for everything that they were able to overcome. But you overcome all that, and that is the crap we get served? That, to me, is embarrassing. It's like I said, I didn't, I didn't play. It doesn't embarrass me at all. Like I, I, I feel bad for them. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not on the team. I can't, I, when, when you're at games, I've been with you. You cheer. You do the only job we have to do is to cheer. I cannot be embarrassed. I feel bad for them like they should be embarrassed but i'm not embarrassed like it doesn't i, I didn't play i'm it's not my fault i'm i'm disappointed and yeah, I agree i'd with be Ke- disappointed I, yeah yes. and i agree with Kevin. i'm disappointed that with all the adversity that this team went you know basically overcame this year that to go out the way they did in that game i mean i think they were honestly they were just out coached yeah that's what i think that's you know i think it was like, it was, it was their you know, game plan was just frankly way like it well, was I think on ours. Yeah, I think you're call, you know you, you you know you can call out the you know there's, defensive like, there's for mistakes not, like yeah. the Emerson not giving full effort on that one tackle on the long run. I could point, but if I go through every single game we played, there's mistakes like that. There's always when you lose like that, they get amplified like crazy. I believe. But I feel and like it makes it hurt more. Yeah, I feel like somebody like you said they they exploited the our over aggressiveness. You know, you have Miles coming in on off the end. So what do they do? They dink a pass over right over him. I mean, look, and there's no one yeah, contained. Miles Garrett so. wasn't there. Watch how long it took every single pass. Every pass was like two seconds, like boom, boom. And Stroud, like, and the thing is Stroud, and he's going against Larry Tunsil is no joke. Like that dude is one of the best young tackles yeah. in the league. Like he's really good. But I think but, you got to give C.J. Stroud a lot of credit too because yes. oh, and he's he, he, he had a great is game. Um, 
Well, I think the whole season he's just been yeah. he's been amazing. Well, and that was the other problem was a lot of people were downplaying what he was going to be like. They every every step of this season, C.J. Stroud has been questioned. Like, oh, like a oh a rookie quarterback. Like that's good for a rookie quarterback. But he that's can't good for keep any doing quarterback. it. Oh, he kept doing it. Oh, but he's a rookie quarterback, so he can't do this. Oh, but he did but he it. Did it. <laughs> oh, he's a rookie quarterback, and this is a rookie head coach in their first playoff game. Guess what? No one wanted to say on the other side, yes, it was Kevin Stefanski's third playoff game, but it was only his second. And the two games he'd been on the sideline for in the playoffs, especially with fans in the stands. I know Kansas City wasn't nowhere near how many fans Houston had. They almost beat Kansas City. They almost beat Kansas City, but we have lost the two times. That Kevin Stefanski's been on the sideline and not down in his basement. I'm not trying to say that he's not a good coach or anything. I'm just saying he still has a lot to learn about the playoffs, but he's had a little experience. And he lets someone who hasn't had that experience from a head coaching job out-coach him. Because D'Amico Ryans is good. C.J. Stroud is good. We underestimated him. We didn't give our best. And this is the second time now that Jim Schwartz has been beaten by a rookie quarterback. The last one to do so, Joe Flacco beat Jim Schwartz's defense as a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. And the Flacco I, fever faded out very. See where I don't. How many teams do you, would you expect to go anywhere with both right tackle and left I, tackle? I, no, I understand. Got, how many teams? They not only were on their second. Third, fourth. I'm pretty sure they were in a fourth. But you and their couldn't fifth. say anything bad about Flacco. Flacco was the was was gonna be the one to take us to the promised land. Like again, this cloud of like, and I know you're always positive, but and I'm not taking a shot at that. But like this cloud of positivity that just gets surrounded with this team. And if you cr- if you critique any little thing, it's like, oh my gosh, you have said the worst thing if anybody has ever said in the entire world i understand that no team should go there they've ex- they overachieved this season but the problem is we have seen the type of effort the culture that they were building yeah the grit the that's why i'm happy i told you this all year i can't this be when year, you go out like that in the most important game you have lost you have lost you have lived if by you the, lose if if it's at the end of the game and it's a kick at whatever it's still a loss just like when you win, a win's a win. The same applies to a loss. I don't care if you get blown out because it still goes in and out. I the do. hardship of football is you don't get to second chance like base basketball. I do care because they lived by the philosophy that every game was the next game was the most important. Trying to build that playoff mentality. You showed that all year through all the adversity. And you take a poop sandwich on all of the hype all of the energy, all of the effort that had gone through in the season from everybody involved with an, an effort that looked like you didn't care, you didn't think you needed to put your best foot forward to win that football game, and Houston took advantage of it and ran you out of your season. So you're saying they, don't, they weren't giving enough effort. I don't believe that. I, I think they were trying. There's mistakes. Like You take one play where I see a dude didn't give effort. That's it. Other than that, they're all trying their hardest. They were just getting beat. You got the your number one receiver is limping around here. There's no here. effort to tackle a guy. There's no effort to tackle a guy that a tight end that no one knew about 
go 76 yards up the sideline with five guys that are just jogging, not really giving effort to go after this guy. Like, I just gave you three plays where effort was not given. We'll disagree. Agree, like, yeah, we'll agree to disagree because, but, like, it's just I'm sick. I'm sick of the moral victories and people like there's more. This isn't going to be like we get to start where we left off at the end of the year this year, next year. Guess what? You have to go all through all this again. And now we got to sit no, you, through you, nine you're months. Fall back on what you just did this season. Like I've been telling everybody, they're going to go, look at, we, we got to just stay healthy. That's key. Number one on that team is to stay healthy. Like you can't, win against playoff teams when you're this beat up. Look at all the teams left. And now we Every go quarterback the is the Can starting Watson quarterback. Can actually do it? Can this person come back? Can it really? That happens every year. It's whatever. As much this as team things change, a lot better than the, things stay the same. And now they're making changes that I don't know that they needed to make and whether it's a big deal or not. See, how? what's the same? We'll talk about that years. on the other all side. Right. This is The Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to The Voice Land here on the Big Play Network. Talking Browns while the Cavs game, on is, Cavs game is on in it's the background. It's not distracting whatsoever. It's not distracting <laughs> at all. And our... Uh, sideline reporter for the night, Jacob Telep, not doing his job. His job. Forty-six twenty-five. All right, there we go. All right, we're back up twenty-one. Is Yikes. the problem is he's trying to tell me, but he just doesn't have a mic in front of him, so I can't hear him through the headphones. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking Browns going the break, and news came out today that got a lot more run than I, I think I would even expect because they fired an offensive coordinator that didn't call plays. They, Fired an offensive coordinator. A running to, to, back coach. Like, I like Stump Mitchell. I appreciate him. No, Great beard. Just, but who cares? If you want to know how important the Browns are to this town, I'm sure that there Dude. are plenty of NFL teams every single year, every single offseason, where, like, those, those lower-end assistant coaches, like, no one even knows their name. And reporters will tweet out that this person got fired, and no one will know who that is. People know here in Cleveland who Stump Mitchell is because football matters, and they love his beard. His beard was the biggest thing. Oh, I my job is to make sure that the team is handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. Well, Nick Chubb went out. Everyone complained that the running game wasn't the same, and some of these running backs, like outside of Kareem Hunt, like it was a very inconsistent performance out there. It was inconsistent on the offensive line. Yes, yeah, so some of that had to do with injuries. But he didn't get the back-end guys to always be at – top form like if you're a great running back coach like you're just like you're so so i'm not here to you know run some out of town but tell me another running back coach i don't know but like the running backs coach is like it's like complaining about firing the db coach 
I have no idea who the d- defensive back coach is. The only, I just don't care. The only person that I've ever known as an assistant coach here at the Browns, Chad O'Shea, just because I like his name. Bill Callahan, I know him. But yes, he was Bill also Callahan. a head coach. A head coach yeah, like he's like a long-standing NFL person that like I kind of like mm-hmm. leave out of the of the group just because like he's like an exception. Like one of the bigger names in in football and football lore of this modern era that a lot of people in NFL circles knows is just an offensive line coach for the for the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. I've all, like like I said, out of like just the the no unknown people that we always know here in Cleveland, I like Chad O'Shea because of his name. Not even I don't know if he's actually a good wide receiver coach because the only wide receiver to make plays is Amari Cooper consistently. We didn't get a lot out of Elijah Moore this year, you know, David Bell flashed a little bit finally two or three years in like so i don't know how much he's actually doing to to develop these guys like you expect those type of coaches to help with your development kevin stefanski's got hands dipped in so many different jars trying to be the leader of this football team as a head coach he tried to take on more of the head coaching role but still was the offensive play caller i think the most shocking piece of all this is alex van pelt but then people on airwaves today are bringing up <clears throat> excuse me the fact that you know he said that driscoll was the backup quarterback moving forward pretty sure he was the emergency third quarterback on saturday and pj walker was the backup quarterback when the inactives came out yeah football teams are weird like if you say <laughs> something like that they get really kind of mad about well, it. well and you know Stefanski likes to keep things all yeah and then you ask me, and I'm sorry, you keep saying this, but I'm be like, um, he said that. I don't care. <laughs> like that's exactly yeah. that's how I would react to it. I'm yeah. Like, oh, you said that, but it's not true. I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't affect my game plan by any means. The media might get mad because they got wrong information. Whatever. Right. But yeah, but I just know, and uh, like you're saying, like Stefanski doesn't like any of that stuff out. Like NFL teams are weird like that. They're so secretive. Yeah. So I don't know where the where the disconnect was. There's there's like and it's ne- the team has not officially said that these guys are gone. But running back coach Stump Mitchell, TC something McCartney maybe the tight ends coach. Everybody will say that you know everybody's saying like well why did you get rid of him because like people are like all upset that we got rid of him because Ninjoku had his best season. Ninjoku really started to come on when who was behind center? Joe Flacco. And I guess DTR to a certain extent. Like, he was kind of that safety valve for the new guys coming in. The first half of the year when Watson was in there, he wasn't He wasn't there there. Then I heard, I think I, I'm pretty sure it was Josina Anderson. She said something along the lines where. She was the one with the first report, too. Yeah. It had, God, Got I woken up at 5.55 in the morning. With her phone blowing up with this news, like yeah, someone needed annoying. needed to tell her that the Browns were yeah. firing low These... end coaches or like assistant coaches yeah. on their on their team. So Stefanski, I guess they were saying, was hesitant to really release the playbook, and he wasn't like letting it go and calling the plays because he was worried Watson didn't know it that well, and he knew Flacco just had it. Like he he played in every system. I God, I hope that's true. In a way, because it's like, all right, maybe next year he'll trust him and let him 
release it, like let him go, because mm-hmm. obviously holding them back was not helping. Same thing with Jordan Love this year. They were they weren't really playing that well, and they were like, all right, we're just we're worried that they couldn't handle the playbook. Well, let's just unleash the playbook, and Jordan Love is taking off. So it gives me a little hope, but at the same time, it's like I know there's it like worries me at the same time as each new little wrinkle to the story of why it actually happened comes out like you feel better then you feel worse and you feel better like but in the grand scheme of things i mean i would say stefanski in this front office's organization made good moves when they replaced their defensive coordinator for most part i mean the last taste in our mouth of jim schwartz is not great but that might be what keeps him here for another year because he's not may not get as much run for head coaching jobs after they saw that performance in the playoffs might have helped that so you have continuity there Bubba Ventrone it was up and down with the with the special teams but I feel like when one big play was hit against them boy he was ready to run out there himself to to take care of those those issues you saw him in some of those post-game celebrations he was wearing helmets ready to ready to go as Stefanski was um, talking about the win and, and how good the team was doing so in the grand scheme like I from history, I can trust that this organization will bring in, if they want to make a change and make those spots better, they will make those spots better because they did this past season. Like recent history tells us that's what happened. I just, I don't know, some of the reports, and, and like you were saying with the playbook. Yeah, it's. And then also like people saying that, it yeah, it's hearsay, like saying that Stefanski let his assistants kind of come up with the game plan throughout the week. So he could be that CEO of the team and be the head coach and be all over the place with the uh, defense, the special teams, the offense, like he's everybody wanted him to do by giving up play calling. And then he would call the plays. So, like, did he not like the plays that he had available to him that the guys had practiced during the week? I mean, look, whatever it is, they're making a change. And if, like... There's no offseason that's not going to come with drama. Everybody thought like this was going to be a quiet offseason for the Browns, maybe a big move at wide receiver somewhere, somehow. We just conjugate up Browns drama. It's just the way we are. Yeah, and we blow things, like, we blow news today out of proportion. Well, I had to turn the... I'm because we lie. didn't get the big, I like, turned off the radio today. I was like, I can't deal with I, this. I, I'm not I listening could. to this. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm already annoyed talking about it. Like, I'm, like, over it. I'm like, whatever, yeah. dude. They're position coaches. whoop de hell as they used to say, you know? The one advantage to the Browns doing that and us not wanting to talk about it that much brought us right back on clock. Yeah. We got to talk some Cavs. I do need to touch on one topic with the Guardians, too, before we get to our fun topic tonight. We'll get to all of that. On the other side, we're halfway through and halfway home till the wrestling guys come in the studio. This is The Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you.
get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. Man, we really do talk about it all here on the Voices of the Land. Sometimes you just don't get to hear those conversations. I'll just we don't we don't hide anything here. We are talking about beer in the uh, in the <laughs> in, in our opinions on beer. That's yes. about all we'll say. Yeah, and like I, yes, I'm allergic to gluten, so like I actually haven't found a good gluten free beer. So if anybody is out there and hey, you know gluten, I'll I'll promote your I'll promote your product, but. When I did, when I was able to drink beer, like I said, like the light beers. I wonder if you might be able to find like a, uh, does rice have gluten in it? Because gluten's like sweet, right? So I'm yeah. thinking, I think there's some Japanese, uh, like Sapporo, I want to say it's like Sapporo or something like that, some Japanese beers. Might be yeah, I know, like, and I know some places have it. Like when I went out to Seattle for my sister's wedding, there was more places that had more of that stuff because it's. I put it in quotes because I don't want to like, I don't, I don't think it's. You know, it would well, f- f- anyone, but that's like a hipster area, and like being choosing to be gluten free, like that type of that's part of a whole like mindset philosophy of like a hipster type lifestyle. What was seen stereotypical of a hipster type lifestyle? There's a there used to be a place over on uh, Menor Avenue in 306, and I want to say it was like discount beer and tobacco. I might be there's one over by my house too, and it's more of it's more of like a beverage store, but this place was. Uh, Right on the corner, and they moved further down towards the mall. But you go in there, and you can talk to the proprietor of the shop and tell them what you like. And it's one of those places where it's like you just grab an empty thing, and you could just pick one can of each thing or whatever. So everything's by the can, or you can get it by like the six pack, mm-hmm. or whatever. But you tell them what you like, and he'll make suggestions. And yeah, so if you're looking for something, that might be a place to just if you yeah, go on get like a mix. Thing yeah. called Google. And you type in, is there gluten free beer and what is it? Yeah, but it'll tell you. But the thing is, this guy's <laughs> this guy's probably tried all of them and can give you a good idea of like if you're like, hey, I like this kind of taste, you know, this kind yeah. of beer. He could probably find something that's very yeah. Just because right up your alley. just because you find something that's gluten free doesn't mean it tastes it, good. <laughs> right. That's for damn sure. I mean, the, the cardboard box over there is gluten free. So. That's that's why I can honestly tell the, people the it pizza is not gluten free. Is pretty much cardboard box. <laughs> it is not a choice. <laughs> oh, no one wants that to be a choice. And it's why you know I packed down a few more pounds because I'm eating the gluten free Oreos. I'm eating us out of house and home for gluten free Oreos because it's one of the few things that I can still enjoy from a food standpoint. But I have found some other stuff. I mean. We've talked about it here. Melt makes a great gluten-free, like, grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, The Barrio having all of the allergens all over their menu. Like, I could go on and on about the places that I absolutely love. I know that you are tuned in, though, to the Cavs game, and people are wondering why Jay is not actually looking at me while I'm talking. He is listening. I'm listening very carefully. And I listen I listen to Jay yeah. as <laughs> Dean Wade getting out on the break. Oh, okay, just real quick. It, it's Savon Tobacco and Beverage. Savon. Savon. Yeah, it's down by the... Uh, like a hyphenated thing? S-A-V-E? Yes. yes. Okay. Not an S-A-V-O-N, like one word. Cavs, man. 60, what, 66 to 41, pending the free throw from... They're playing a lot better right now. Man, who would have thought when we said, oh, no, don't overreact. It's the beginning of the season. Hmm. They're finding their groove. Look, what did they want to – what did they tell us they were trying to do coming into the season? They wanted to play faster, right? Mm-hmm. So they were focused – their main focus was changing up their offense to play faster. 
What were they forgetting early on in the season, Jay? Defense. Defense. What have they found again now that they're getting into a groove of this ball movement, faster style that JB wants to play? It's not probably at the pace that he initially told people would be, but what what are they now doing? They're playing defense at the same time, that defensive mindset. And as soon as they see a ball, their hands are in, winning the 50-50 ball, and they're out, they're on their way to the other side of the floor. They're getting quick and easy buckets, using their defense to build their offense. That Jared Allen is on a terror. Dude. If he doesn't make the All Star team, I'll be very upset because that dude definitely deserves it. And I'm gonna tie it back right back to the Browns. What I hope happens that happens to them is happening with Jared Allen. I said last year either. What happened to him in the playoffs, he's either going to make that man or break that man. And he he made it personal what happened, and he's definitely worked on his game and his aggressiveness, yep. and he is having an all-star caliber he's season now. Taking he's, certain people that call them Charmin or Soft yeah, and, and said, taking that right, to heart. All right. No names, please. I'll use this as fuel. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't cool, but oh, Paulus. yeah, Paulus. <laughs> what the hell, man? That was kind of mean. That's just that's just... like I said, dude. I don't know if someone's on my team and you keep, like I said, you're trying your hardest. I don't even care if you suck, right. but if you're trying your hardest, I'll just live with your. But results. in a certain like, there but was he, a certain he, part of that where Paulus was right though too. Like, and people calling him. Be- he was and he had to get soft, tougher. but he's not soft. He's not dude. soft. He was, but he was definitely playing soft, and you can't do that in this league. As much as this is a positionless era of the game of basketball, and everybody wants to shoot threes, Jared Allen is a bona fide, legitimate, old school number five NBA center. Dude, if you he still played have in the nineties, you know he'd center. be like a top ten player. He probably would be. Mm-hmm. If he was in the 90s, he'd be a top 10 player, but the league is completely different now. Point being, the dude is bounced back from a terrible playoff uh, performance and is having a hell of a season, man. But but the unfortunate part is we can't say all of these guys have made the full change until we see the playoffs. Exactly. For sure. And and that's what that's what like if he comes back and does what he did in the it happens in the playoffs happens again he'll be gone yes like he'll be gone like, no doubt he's not going to earn much money because you can't rely on him in those bigger moments when each possession matters more you can't play this up tempo style all the time the Phoenix Suns are a great example with Steve Nash Mike D'Antonio as their coach. I think they made it to Western Conference Finals against Spurs, but they ran up against a Spurs team that was conditioned, that was uh, experienced, that knew that every possession mattered, and they needed to slow down the game. This, this, in the regular season, you can play this run-and-gun style because you're not actually game-planning fully for that team like you do in the playoffs where you're seeing the same team up to seven times over two- to three-week span. But it like it still sucks to say that we can't fully say that Jared Allen is back. Like he's doing what he should be doing right now. Now we're enjoying it as much as we can see if we're able to, if the Bally Sports app works and if they're ever on national television. But catching up on how we do our grunt work to make sure we know exactly what's going on, even if we can't watch it live and in the moment. Now, 
as much as a, and as a show, we pride ourselves on not being the hot take, a hot take show. Yes. And when we say that, we are saying we don't fabricate hot takes. Right. Just to get clicks, to get your attention, rile people up. We're never going to do that. That ain't us. So if we have, like we say, we have what might be a controversially hot take, it's because we believe it. And, and not a lot of people are going to agree with us. And Kevin, you had a fantastic one before the show. <laughs> so and like this this came up organically in my head and like I'm thinking of like how fun it would be to see but I know that it would I know that saying this is would would stir up a bunch and I think it's is his name Donovan is that right that cuts up our clips or are we having someone else do that No Donovan still here. He's probably going to want to cut up this clip right here. All right, pay attention Donovan. Yes. <laughs> Cuz when I post this and people hear the initial thing that's going to get a lot of pushback. But I'm only thinking of, like, how fun the basketball could be. Would it make sense? Does it make sense to you guys of the idea of Darius Garland and Evan Mobley as they come back to come off the bench, not as bench players, but to basically mimic what is happening right now? Symmetry of Donovan Mitchell... And Jared Allen, what they're doing on the floor as the guard and big man plus the pieces around them to then have Darius Garland. Now, he's not going to generate as many points as Donovan Mitchell, but to have him and Mobley then working together, a guard and a big man working together with complementary pieces around them, and you have Karis LeVert that is that ultimate Swiss Army knife where you can use him in many different situations, even even in both rotations. I mean, like, Think of that. Like, if you could have two separate, like, starting units, and that was your two units out on the floor and how deep you could be. Again, I'm thinking hypothetically. Here's and I where know- I, I like this idea a lot, and I'm just thinking about it right now. I think it would help develop Evan Mobley. Because he now, he's not, you're not going through four options of, you know, whatever Allen's cleaning up. He's not really an option, but he's yeah. your cleanup crew. So it takes away from what Mobley could do. But your your options are Garland and Mitchell first, and then Evan Mobley. Where if Evan Mobley, maybe he's the second guy, second option on a lineup, it'll help him develop his offensive game. My question is, what are you doing in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line? Right. And here's where I'm, and Donovan, keep going with this clip because I want people to make sure that they understand. I'm just throwing like a hypothetical idea, like in a perfect world, if there was no egos and no issues with anything, I'm going to refute my own hot take right now. Like, I'm going to almost argue myself. Darius Garland is a starting point guard in this NBA. Evan Mobley is a starting, should be stud because he is a great defensive player, if not one of the best defensive players in all the league, just needs to develop offensively further away from the basket. Those guys are starters in this league and starters on this team. And in the fourth quarter, you're going to need your main guys to be out there. It also means, if I give that idea, that also implicates that I think that Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell can't play together. I am not saying that at all because I have seen it work. I know that it doesn't look great. Both of them are injury-prone, and when injuries start, they don't stop, unfortunately, that has really, der- I think the injuries is part of what has derailed them building the chemistry on the floor. And when Darius comes back, you want to see that build. So in the fourth quarter, 
they know exactly where each per, each one is going to be in the crucial moment for one of them to take the shot or set up someone, set up the other, set up a, a teammate for that crucial basket to finish off the game. Look, I just went through Who, a I mean, controversial hot take yeah. and refuted the whole thing. I mean, you could start with <laughs> the starters as the starters. Second quarter, that's the Donovan Mitchell squad team. Third quarter, it's the Garland squad team. Fourth quarter, we're, and when it, halfway through, however they're doing it, it's the main squad team. I, see, I kind of like that. Like, with, I know the Lakers aren't doing very well, and they're one game below, but LeBron is defying all things that matter with father time. LeBron always sits at the end of the first quarter with like three or four minutes and then comes out to start the second quarter with the second unit to lead that second unit. If you start with your typical starters and then either Donovan or Darius stays in through that quarter, the other one sits and then comes back in to lead that bench unit. And in your, then you start like in the middle of the game, you're interchanging Mobley and Allen for both of them to impact by themselves as a big man. I, I don't know. Like I'm like talking myself into it out of this idea. I just I kind of like that. Like if you could have two units that were exactly the same, but it's with like you're fresh not legs, you're not skipping a beat basically. Not when skipping the second a beat. Squads in. That would mean that you know Garland's gonna have to be hitting. His you'd shots have to be the putting time, team same, over self for sure. Yes, you'd have to be putting team over self. And again, that's not going to happen. This is a hypothetical thing, but. This is what JB is going to have to answer when Garland and Mobley come back. Those rotations in the middle portion of the game. They got out, got out to a hot start. They're up 25 and a half, so they've maintained that aggressive start. The Bucks are coming back on them. They've maintained. The middle part of the game is you come out with that aggression like the Knicks did in every single game of the series outside of one game last year in the playoffs. You come out as the more aggressive team. You get off to a hot start. Maintain in the middle, then f- you have to have the re- you have to have the top guys to finish strong. The only way that's going to happen is if Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and whoever that person is, either Max Struess or whoever out there as the starters, like that's going to be the unit. It's the rotations in the middle when you're trying to maintain and even bring more energy off the bench with guys that have gotten rest. What do those rotations look like? As we come down the stretch, because they're stacking wins like they need to. They're building their way into the Eastern Conference in order to be considered a legitimate team and contender. When these guys come back, they need to add to what the guys have done to pick them up while they've been out. They can't bring them back down. Well, if they're playing the way they continue to be playing next week, I'll give you my hot take that we talked about before the uh, show. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, that a little, <laughs> little hotter even. Donovan, be listening to every show because it looks like some uh, genuine hot takes are going to be coming. But I, I look forward to these guys hopefully getting back. And, again, this season is going to be determined by what the Cavs do in the playoffs. And, again, it's unfortunate. I'm able to still enjoy the journey to that point. A lot of people can't. I understand why. Let's just see how this goes. I'm just getting both best of both worlds like I've always asked for. JB brought in the grit and determination, get on the floor, win the 50-50 balls. Just didn't have enough talent to win games when he f- first got here. We now have the talent. The grit, that determination mindset is starting to feed back in and become an identity of this team. Boy, you get talent and a team that wants it more, acting like they're the low end of the league, not being paid a lot. And like Guys like uh, 
why am I drawing? Sam Murrell. That guy came out of nowhere. Everybody's Ken, got Craig this. Craig Porter Jr. Right. This guy's coming. He was an undrafted uh, free agent. I'm pretty rookie free agent. If you can get a talented team like the Cavs have to, ha- to you know, be able to go get their own shot and have all these special highlights, but also play with that gritty mindset of a guy like Caleb Porter Jr. who had to fight his ass off to get in the league. Sam Merrill who had to fight his ass off to get an opportunity in this league. You have a team full of that with all that talent that's there. Woo! That is when the Cavs truly become a dangerous team. We got to talk a little little Guardians news that came out today. Just a quick little tidbit, and then we'll get to some fun. If you had, let's tease it going to break here, Jay. I'll let you do it. If you had a completely all expense paid for trip anywhere in the world, where are you going? It's a going. We'll. Peter and I will think about that. If you got a comment, leave it in the chat of whatever live stream you're watching right now, or you can tweet at us at VTL underscore pod throughout the week if you're listening on Google, Spotify, Apple, the audio, or we are on the Be On Air network of podcasts as well. I went to Ohio Media School. We are partnered with them, so getting a different platform as well. Got to make sure we shout them out as well, and I'll do a better job of that moving forward. But wherever you're listening, however you're viewing us, Reach out to us and let us know what is your dream vacation. We'll answer that. We'll talk a little Guardians, how you can watch them news next. A voice of land on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. One final time, welcome on back in to the voice of the land on the Big Play Network, on Google, Spotify, and Apple, on podcasts everywhere, and on the Be On Air Network podcast platform as well. I am Kevin Arnold. He is always positive, Jay. Peter Tullip, our producer extraordinaire, along with us as well. We will stop giving play-by-play. Luckily, there's, it's halftime, so we can't really do that. The score is 66-41. to 41. Cavs up 25 at the half over the Bucks, who don't have Giannis tonight. But Cavs doing what they should do. The Cavs don't have two of their top starters either. They're doing what they should to a team that picks and chooses when they want to play. Yet they are the top team in the Eastern Conference. Kind of a, a little bit of, of a... Uh, they got that Cavs mentality of turning on and off the switch now, huh? They have that LeBron era Yeah, Cavs. that can, time. When they could do it, though. I mean, yeah. That, that team could do it. And they aver- they're averaging close to 130 points a game offensively. Yes, they have Dame Lillard and there's Dame time. But what is... Dame deficient at defense gone nowhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's that's the biggest question with this team uh can the can the bucks develop that team defensive mindset to kind of cover up for a guy like an individual that's not as good at it especially when you get to playoffs and teams can game plan for that and can attack those deficiencies a little bit better we did tease a question going to break. We'll answer that in one second. I did want to, if people didn't see it, there was news that broke today that Diamonds, like, there's so many different names involved with Bally Sports, and it just, it annoys the hell out of me. But Bally Sports, like, 
Diamond Sports Group and Sinclair Sports Entertainment, like they were given the rights by Bally, that company, to name their networks under that tagline once the Fox line went away. All these used to be like local Fox Sports, whatever, Ohio, Southwest, all of those different places. So news broke today that, especially on the baseball side of things, Amazon is investing into Diamond Sports, which would give them ability to then air uh, some of those baseball games that people aren't getting if they have cut the cord, especially if they've cut the cord. And a lot more people have cut the cord than haven't. It's just sometimes it's easier than uh, you know, for some teams other than others to get those crack streams, those, I guess, technically illegal streams, but they're illegal, then they wouldn't actually be, you know, I don't yeah. know. It, I think technology-wise, I think the government would be able to monitor that a little bit better so it wouldn't be as accessible. I don't know. I'm just shooting from the hip. I shouldn't be doing that. That's not what the show is about. <laughs> so basically, we might be able to be able to watch. If you are an Amazon stuff. Prime subscriber, you would be able to get these teams. However, there's always a however. In the New York Post today, there was an article out there in the tweeted it out i saw it that way and jana was actually my wife was actually the first one to point it out to me that only five of the 11 teams that diamond sports has the local broadcast of for mlb and this is strictly baseball don't know how it impacts nba nhl because we know that belly sports also has the Cavs. they have the uh, blue jackets they used to have the crew which is on M- mls uh they're on apple plus now um they only would be able to air five of those teams. Like Diamond would only be able to present to them five teams that they could provide those fans with accessibility to if they're a Prime, Amazon Prime subscriber. So the other six aren't there. The Guardians and the New York Post referred to them as the Indians, not the Guardians. So that was one mistake. Valley Sports has put in their graphics, they had put at one point, they had put the old Block C, the old Cavs logo, but all the way down in Cincinnati with the Reds up in Cleveland or Youngstown, the Blue Jackets all the way up in Canada. Terrible, terrible graphics, terrible naming, all of that stuff. The Guardians are not included in those five teams. Now, speaking with some people that I know with, with baseball and stuff, they said that that actually would be a good thing because Rob Manfred wants to make a deal with Amazon himself to have MLB control of those six other teams. So you would ha- actually have better accessibility to them than you would through Diamond Sports' connection with Amazon. I know it's really confusing, but as of right now, the Guardians don't really have another plan outside of being on Bally Sports if you have cable and can log into that. It does not, MLB does not allow access through Bally Sports Plus, just the overall main network worldwide thing through the app like Jana and I have that we pay a yearly fee for, we are only able to get the Cavaliers on that because they do not release the rights to show baseball games through the Bally Sports Plus subscription. Which is so stupid. You have to have a cable provider login when you go on the app or if you're on not the watching, website, I'm rolling my eyes. I know. <laughs> not at you, Kevin. I know. At the situation. Trust me. I know. This, this is all. They're just baseball. Just can't get out of its own damn way, man. No, and it's it's frustrating. Just let me watch my baseball team. Let me watch my baseball team. The other fear is 
if you want to watch, like if I want to watch the Columbus Crew, I have Apple Plus, guys. I have Apple TV, the Apple Plus. I can't watch the Crew because you have to pay extra, just like on YouTube TV, you have to pay extra for the NFL Network Sunday Ticket. You have to pay extra for the MLS package. It's an add-on. On a, it's an add-on. That's most likely what the MLB thing would be on Amazon Prime. If, I don't care if I could watch it because last time I tried to use Bally's, I ended up getting hooked up to Milwaukee's. Right. But I'm the, like, ah, but the whole, I'm not in Milwaukee. Right. But the whole issue with this whole live streaming thing and all these different apps is it's so separated now. That you have to pay so many different fees just to have the main thing. And then, if I already have Amazon Prime, which we do, you want me to pay more money besides $15 a month for it? Am I willing to do it because I'm a fan? Yes. But I also have other things to budget for. So, at some point, we're going to go full circle and everything is going to come back together in some form or fashion. See, the problem with this is it's the it's the thing everyone wanted with the issue with cable prices going up. They wanted a la carte. Yeah, but the problem is, is the a la carte is so damn expensive. Yes, it, it's not like they said, "Oh, well, you're paying this or that," because they'd always say, "Well, you're paying seventy dollars for cable because you know we got to pay eighty cents for you know the oxygen network, yes, and, and ten cents for yep. TLC and blah blah blah." And it, it all adds up, and the thing is, well, that's great, but I can't get ESPN for a dollar a month. And I understand that this is like first world type problems. But like the cost but of it's li- our world. Yes, it's <laughs> our world. And the reason why like millennial like different generations are going about their adulthood differently than the last generation, the co- like inflation, the cost of living has gone up. The cost to run your car continues to go up. Like the average cost of all this stuff continues to rise and you're you're trying to build a family and you have to get this stuff. Like I, just for my diet alone, they have raised the prices of gluten-free, mm. dairy-free uh, stuff. Everything's gone through the roof. But here, yes, you know, here's the thing, Kevin, and I'm going to, this may bring us to the end of this, is, you know what is a great way to get access to all these games? Radio. Radio. WTAM 1100. Yeah. One of the classic stations that has always had a large. They used to have all the balls. Yeah. They used to. <laughs> they used to. They used to. And then there was a split off. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. There's like, there's nothing like listening to Jim Donovan call a oh, Browns game. Nothing like. There's nothing like it. I'm, so. t- I'm telling you that right now. Like, that was just the advantage of my job was I got to listen to that and hear his story throughout the year. Um, and one of the great stories that did come out of this Browns season. Before we do close out, and then we will give this just to. We have a little bit of, little bit of extra time here. You pose the question, Jay. I'll give it again. Give it to you again because you had this on Twitter. This is your yes, credit. If you can have an all-expense paid-for vacation anywhere in the world, where are you going? Peter, I will give it to you first. See, I would have normally said someplace like Mexico because that we did that once. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, all-inclusive type thing. Mm-hmm. But lately, I've been really wanting to go to Germany because they one of the things they have is the miniature wonderland there which is mm-hmm. a insane you know miniature trains but it, it, you have to look it up on youtube i can't really do it justice describing it it is an insane miniature world that they created and everything is auto- everything is automated computer controlled they have like 350 people work there they put like 20 some million euros into this thing mm-hmm. it is 
it will blow your mind. And I I told my wife just yesterday, I said, I, I want to see that before I die. <laughs> I want to go to Germany. It's in Hamburg, Germany, I believe. I want to go there. It just looks unbelievably awesome. And I think it, like a trip out you know, to Europe like that All would I be fantastic. All I know is when you're in Hamburg or Germany, you better eat a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Since your question, I'll let you go last. I have two answers, but it's I have one answer for myself. I know what Jana wants me to say. And I actually wouldn't I'm actually not opposed to this and we're trying to like figure out if we can actually do a a trip like this this year. Beaches somewhere. Like a a, a trip to a nice beach to relax, lay out like that is what she loves and I've found like Metro getting into Ohio. <laughs> no, we've no, so no, actually looking for a really good beach. We've actually looked at going to St. Augustine, Florida. Like if you want the best beach in Florida, you go to Sarasota. It's the best beach. It's without a doubt. Okay. It, it's, the sand is supposed to feel like flour. It's so soft. It oh. is like without, and it's just white. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like you go here and your feet just absolutely hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, plus, I mean, there's. I think you go there's... to Myrtle Beach and walk in that water, you're walking on shells. It hurts. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's when not... I, I got to, when I had my boot on, and I literally got it off when we were just starting our vacation. I tried to walk, and my foot wasn't used to anything. I'm like, oh, oh, oh God, I'm out. Get me out of here. You know, I and I don't really give a damn for the so whole... So where would you go? Well, I don't really give a damn for the whole state of Michigan, and I'll say it. Who does? It. But, like, you go to Traverse City, like, the water there, like, how clear it is and, like, how nice it actually feels under your feet. Those, mm-hmm. Like, to go to a Great Lakes... Well, Michigan, with, Michigan's a fantastic lake, yeah. for sure. Yes. It's super cool. But I, and you told me not to do this, but I'm going to add a little... <laughs> no, it's fine, because I'm going to tell you to, too. I'm, I'm going to add a little caveat to it. If it's an all-expenses-paid trip, yeah. I'm taking a trip around the world to all the different Disney parks. I've been to, I've been to Disney dude, World. No, I told you, you, know, you get one spot. No, it's, and you're going it's to an all-expenses-paid trip. You said all-expenses-paid trip. Any Round where, trip all right, through all the different parks of Disney around the world. I'm going to see all the different castles, everything they have to offer. So that is my trip. All right, we got the 13-year-old's answer. I'm going to give you <laughs> I'm going to give you the adult answer now. <laughs> Cuz He's going to Germany. That sounds like an adult thing, but he's going to see little mini things. You're over there <laughs> want to play with little kid toys and wear ears on your head. If I'm going anywhere like I, the reason I even brought this up because Tiffany's been watching all these things, and hopefully we're we're gonna have our wedding this year and go on a her dream vacation for our honeymoon, and we're going to Aruba, which I it's, it looks really awesome. Me, give me Bora Bora. I want like with that where they got all the little condos that are like yeah. boardwalk out. Yeah, I want oh, yeah, one yeah. of the most exclusive, oh, yeah. Yeah. nicest kind because I said it's all paid for, and you're going to Disney World, it's still <laughs> bothering me. You could do it at the Polynesian. You know yeah. how you're going just so you could have, since it's all paid for, he just Epcot wants his unlimited Joel Whip over here. Devin's not even going to, he's going to be like, wait, it's all hey, paid for? Hey, double A, Anthony, he when he gets always... here, he's going he's gonna to have my back on the Disney trip, man. <laughs> I, I, I know you're, if it's all exclusive paid for trip, you ain't going to Disney World, dude. He's going to Hawaii or something, dude. <laughs> doing it again? He's like, no, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> yes, that's where I'm going, is for a more in the show. <laughs> That is a fun way to end a show that, that started with what I thought was going to be uh, basically a, a Brown's therapy session since we hadn't had a chance to talk. really wasn't that. We, we diverted and talked WWE and pro wrestling to start the show and end with our dream 
vacation if it's all expense paid for you, which I would definitely need right now. Kevin, I'm going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> all right. All right. Millennials are a different breed, all right? That's for sure. Disney dude. millennials are a different breed, and I am definitely one of those. And that is going to take us to the end of this edition of The Voiceland here on the Big Play Network. For Always Positive, Jay. For Peter Tellup, for our sideline reporter today, Jacob Tellup. Thank you to our friend Jared Bates, who hosts Illegal Ham to the Face on the 216 Sports Network. He was chatting with us all show long. We appreciate everyone that tunes in. I'm Kevin R. Reminding all of you sports fans, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all 3,000. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And live life. As our great late friend Mike Allen always used to say, live life all gas, no breaks. We'll be back next week right here on the Big Play Network for The Voice of the Land.